it's ep in the city and aunt b and welcome to the The wind down where we give you a healthy dose of sophisticated ignorance look we don't claim to be perfect and we are definitely not politically correct but if you're not too sensitive well just bring your sense of humor and and wind wind down down with with us hey it's your girl ep and it's aunt b and welcome to the wind down how you doing today aunt Doing good. What about you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I got myself together. I'm I'm focused, ready to chat it up with you, get some kicks and giggles in, and talk about what's really important in this world. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, before we get started, I, I mean to do this every week, and I always forget, but I just want to give our outlet so that we can be heard. I think we take for granted that people already know, but we are on SoundCloud and Google Play and iTunes and tune in radio. Um, I actually had somebody hit me up in my inbox and ask how they could hear the wind down, and I was like, what? You don't know? <laughs> but you can't take for granted that people already know what's up. So check us out on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. We are there. Yes, and um, if it's any question, you can just find us on Instagram and click the link in the bio box, and um, you can hear our latest episode. That's right. We are the Wind Down Two Five One on Instagram and also on Facebook. And for those you know listening overseas who may not know, Two Five One is the area code representing MOB, Mobile, Alabama. So you know you're that much more global now. That's you know, area right. codes across the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's so the area know. code. Area code. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! That's a though. You know, Ludacris is probably one of the most underrated lyricists of our time, and he's also quite prophetic. I don't know if you remember uh, one of his tracks um, that he said, "We love these hoes." Ah. We love these hoes. And he was so true. It's like (laughs) during that time, we were a little younger. Um, You were in, like, preschool. I was fresh out the womb. But we heard the music, and we were probably just, like, wondering, why is he saying we love these hoes? But in 2016, it has proven very true that these men love these hoes. Oh yeah, the whole love is is at a is on a high right now. They are winning. Holes are winning. Holes are winning. Um, <laughs> the good girls have their place in the kingdom. So to all our good girl listeners, fret not, let your heart not be weary. <laughs> we know you don't get the praise that you deserve, but I'm telling you, some women out here who are holding it down without the extra hopeful gazy. You know, they don't participate in the frolicking, and they never get celebrated. So we want to celebrate the good girls. Kudos to you good girls. Shout yes, you made it harder on yourselves, but God looks on you favorably. <laughs> That's right. Everybody with morals. I see you. <laughs> we see you, and we shot you out, and we big up those. Yes to all the hoes. Just don't get caught up in your frolicking right now because like any type of fiend or anybody with a habit, you can run across a bad cut, a dope, 
and you can run across some bad penis. <laughs> and it's always that bad penis that, that can easily have you in fetal position and or disforming yourself to where you ain't even your right mind. And okay, I said so that because what I read. exactly is that? Like, what's the definition? What What do you mean by bad penis? Like, what do you mean? Bad what penis that, is any kind of. <laughs> bad penis is any type of um, dick that transforms the human that you were into something else. So where <laughs> after you finish that piece, you really ain't in your right mind. Mm, that ain't good. And it'll have you transforming your look. It'll have you scatterbrain. It'll have you doing things that if you were a little healthier mentally, like you were before you got hold of that penis, you wouldn't do the things that you do. For example, um, it's a video out of Lil' Kim having a really great time. And she's dancing, she's laughing, she's having, you know, she's enjoying life. But she looks a lot different than the Lil' Kim who, you know, used to be scared of dick. Now she throws lips at it. Handle it like a real. Like a she looks a lot like she looks a lot different, and you could tell she got hold of some bad penis that made her feel bad about who she was as a human and as a woman, and so she starts to alter her look to something that you know we were reading comments, and somebody said she looks like um, one of the characters from White Chicks, one of the Wayans brothers, yeah. exactly. and it's so disheartening <laughs> because she was a beautiful black girl. And the alterations that she's made to herself just are questionable aesthetically. And I'm sure, I hope she enjoys her look. You know what I'm saying? I hope she doesn't wake up and be like, oh, my gosh, I spent all this money, now I look like this. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I want her to be happy with the product. And it just seems that she just got hold of some bad dick that made her feel not so good about herself. So she started <laughs> chopping it up and bleaching and doing all this extra stuff. So her human. So you don't want none of that. Whatever Lil' Kim has going on, I definitely don't want any of it. Like, she just looks horrible to me. And it's sad. It's really sad. Self-esteem issues are for real. Like, that is for real. We talked about it before on the wind down and like you said that video just surfaced and it just brings it up back about just how mentally disturbed she has to be whether it be bad penis or whatever you want to call it it, it, it ain't good <laughs> it's not good I, I would i wish the old little kid would come back can, can you come back can you reverse what she has going on because it's, has she really done something to make her skin lighter or is she wearing like just much lighter foundation because her hands and arm, her you know everything else seems to still be brown. It look it definitely looks like a lot of bleaching has taken place. But what is the male equivalent of having poor self esteem? Like we know women, you know, may bleach themselves, may you know add extra bundles, may refuse to you know wear kinky hair. What is the male equivalent? You mean as far as accessorizing and changing the look or just any type of behavior that shows a male's lack of self-esteem? Any type of behavior. Always, well, I think I've always thought that men that are um, 
men that just seem to be extra hoish and men that are physically abusive yeah. have self-esteem yeah. issues. Like they try to take out, you know, whatever type of problems they have on what they can control. And um, I know we also talked, and I just got around to seeing that um, Surviving Compton movie with Michelle A. and Dr. Uh-huh. Draco, and I was discussing it again with my sister, and I was just like, you know, his his portrayed behavior in the movie, I'm like, man, he has had to have some type of self-esteem issues or something coming up because, you know, just to be so abusive like that, it just shows that he's doing what he can do or he's controlling what he can control. And I think that the male equivalent to having self-esteem issues is definitely being violent and being a womanizer. Like usually a lot of men that are um, womanizers have self-esteem issues. But then men also do stuff to themselves. Um, I recently saw a video, and you were tagging the video as well. Of the new, I mean, I don't know what you call this. If you call it male wig, male weave, I don't know. But it's a dude, he's, he's at the shop, and he has, like, uh, he he has the hair missing at the top. He got the George Jefferson going on. He no, don't have the hair on the top. <laughs> right. You know, he just got the little hair around the side. He, the roof is missing. <laughs> and uh, when he leaves a barbershop, he has, like, a perfectly low-cut Caesar with a deep wave. <laughs> with a deep wave. He had a Puerto Rican curly stuff going on, too, like, it's almost like he a mixed dude, you know what I'm saying? But chocolate, man, really exotic I don't looking. know. He had he had a perfectly good looking fade to where if you had met this guy, you would have thought that was his real fade. But in real life, he got a Homer Simpson, and I'm like, <laughs> is that acceptable for men? And from what I understand, men are wearing um, you know, weave beards too. Like, are we is well, okay, first part of that question, would would you attribute that to being part of the male self-esteem act out? Or, number two, is that just men kind of doing as women do and beautifying themselves or covering flaws? Which I don't, first of all, not having a beard isn't a flaw. Like, either you can grow one or not. Like, I don't think you should be wearing beard weed. But... The whole hair missing <laughs> situation. <laughs> a lot of dudes ball young, and right. they have a hard time accepting the receding hairline. And it, you know, just miraculously, somebody can give you what looks to be a very authentic fade. Like, do we blame that guy? Well, first, you know, I think it's just all a part of this vanity culture where everybody esteems. Um, euphemist as being the standard of beauty. And so anything that doesn't um, mimic youthfulness, having a head full of hair um, or having a full beard, those things that came natural, you know, when all the hormones were working as they should, then they don't necessarily um, see that as the most attractive place to be in life. And so they go about saving their vanity with these um, male units and, you know, tracking up their beards. Now, um, if we can we associate that with a self-esteem issue? Um, I can't say. That's one of the things I don't necessarily think that it's an apples-to-apples comparison. Um, I think it's problematic 
when we have a culture where men follow the trends of women, um, that's just, you know, that's problematic of the culture itself. But, you know, I, I really have been working hard on not passing judgment on the behavior of the culture. And so I don't want to judge these males as being effeminate or uh, practicing um, overt homosexual tendencies or just chasing women standards and then prescribing some type of degree of whether it's right or wrong. I don't want to do that. You know, they can do what they do. I just wouldn't want to date it or marry it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to date it or marry it either because I think one of the most admirable things about men is the overall confidence that it seems like a lot of men have. And it's for the very same reason that for years men with bellies and that are grand and loose (laughs) hair and just, you know, really accepting their age to still pull a 25-year-old woman. Right. You know, men are always, I've had a guy in a wheelchair trying to holler at me. You know, (laughs) I've had like all kind of... I've had all kind of dudes with different handicaps or flaws or whatever, like boldly, you know, try to spit game. And that's just one of the things that I think God gave me, just this overall confidence that, hey, I don't care what seems to be wrong. I look like. I still believe in myself. Yeah, like I accept accept what I look like. I accept who I am. So for me to, you know, get fake fades, like, I know it's always been common for older guys, like, older, older guys or, like, white guys to get too paid, but for our young guys to, you know, try to trick the ladies and have a fake fade and beards and, you know, just little stuff like that, I'm, I'm like, it just shows to me a man that's not really embracing his flaws and not really confident, and that's everything to me that a man is supposed to be, in my opinion. I agree, and again, I'm just you know, hesitant when men start carrying female traits. Like, oh, my hair doesn't look like what I want it to look like, so I'm going to just add some more. Like, that is truly what women do to save their vanity. You know what I'm saying? And for a man to see that as an option, it's just the total mutation of this world. <laughs> and I think it's because, you know, by men being physical creatures and being attracted to things that they can see, that's why I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to remain vis- visibly appealing. You know, we're not really into that. Like, it's so many other things right. that we look for besides the way a man looks. Now, I, I mean, right. I'm, not, I'm not talking about extreme things, but we will accept receding hairlines and balding and a whole, and a little funny tooth or whatever. Like, we'll accept a lot of stuff, you know, for position. Like, we love position. You know, what are you doing in your life? You know, how much how much paper are you making? You know, it's just stuff like that is why men have been able to pull women and they not don't look all that great all over the years. You know, because right. they're, so they're what happens people. when you sacrifice that? When you sacrifice, well, you know, I I did graduate high school. I have no um no professional or social accolades, but I look good. You know what I'm saying? Like who are you pulling? What are you bagging? And why? Are, who are you doing it for? You know what I'm saying? Because is that for another man? Because that's generally how women, um, yeah. certain women, you know, behave. Well, I may not have X, Y, and Z, but I look that's good. And so she can still attract a baller who may not care about, 
you know, what she has saved up or, you know, if she owns her home or if she's, you know, leasing, you know, her vehicle, anything like that, or if she can read for that matter. You know what right. <laughs> Like a lot of men don't care about that if you look good. But if a man takes on that same position where he doesn't care about being take, being able to take care of a household or being head of household, he doesn't care about, you know, securing his family. He's just happy he looks good so he can pull a woman. That's too, that's too much like a female trait. Too much. Yeah. I agree totally with that. I agree. Because we... But if we have anybody... (laughs) If we have anybody in Mobile that specializes in the male unit, we would love to talk about you and um, see if we can interview some of your clientele. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could remember the lady, um, the page that I actually saw that on, like the the chick that worked in the barbershop or beauty salon, whatever it was. She was very talented. Like, she was very gifted. It looked really good. I can't remember her name or uh, where I saw this, but she was really, really good. <laughs> yeah, and I, I saw a barber on the East Coast. Was like he had mad clientele um, in that uh, Baltimore, D.C., V.A. area, um, and he also, you know, worked in Hollywood, of course. But I haven't necessarily seen that jump off here in Mobile. So it would be interesting to see if that dynamic um, hits the city and, who's going to set it off, um, and more importantly, you know, we want some feedback or some pushback on our position. We're not saying, like, we the holy grail of these male units and y'all, all y'all got some effeminate traits. Uh, you know, right. that's just our position. You know, if you have a counter position, we definitely would love to hear it. Just hit us up at the line down. We talked a bit about Insecure last week, and I've been all into it. I think, like, every episode of Insecure – gives at least five really good discussion questions that you can have okay. with just anybody, just roundtable discussion questions. And so yeah. the um, the season one just ended. I finally caught up. I've seen all the episodes. Because I had been seeing the hashtag Team Lawrence over social media before yeah. I saw the finale, and I didn't really understand what people were talking about with, you know, the Team Lawrence hashtag. So now that I've seen the episode, I've caught up. I understand, and I just kind of laugh. It's really funny. I I find myself to be Team Lawrence as well. What I mean by that is Issa, who is the main character. I'm her and Lawrence mm-hmm. are a couple, for people that don't know, and Issa cheated on Lawrence with uh, Old Flame, like this guy from high school. It was one of mm-hmm. those things that if she could just kind of happen, it just kind of happened, you know. And okay. she had been shaking the dude. And, you know, just really trying to focus on her relationship. So it wasn't a situation where she cheated and she's trying to develop this side relationship. She's really not taking his calls, really, really like, oh, my gosh, I made a mistake, you know. And um, fast forward, you know, Lawrence finds out that she cheated. She she admitted it. You know, he asked her. the, The guy was actually at a function. It was at a work function. He just showed up there, and Lawrence and Issa were there. It was Issa's work function. And she was just kind of like, what are you doing here? They were having an intense conversation, and Lawrence peeped it. So they get back home, and he's just feeling some type of way. He asked, like, did you sleep with him? And uh, she admitted it. So my first question, <laughs> my first question to you, would you admit that? Like, if you 
if you made a genuine mistake or a misjudgment oh, that resulted in you, so hypothetically speaking, or, okay, just putting yourself in her shoes or anybody else's, would you admit that, like, your relationship is good, you're trying to move forward, you're not trying to entertain that other person anymore, your significant other asks you with no proof, like, do you admit that and everything's good? Like, how can you say yes to that and think that y'all are going to proceed like normal? So that is such a great question. And, you know, you kind of framed the question to block me out of my answer, which would be, well, you know, I'm not going to partake in that behavior because I'm not going to put myself in that situation um, to where I am afforded the opportunity, um, nor would I even want to. Men don't necessarily accept infidelity the same way that women do. Um, so knowing if I tell, if I cheat and I tell um, my man that I've cheated, that the relationship is going to dissolve, every selfish bone in me would want to tell a story, but I'm not going to cheat and lie. Because to me it ruins the intimacy, and intimacy is that transparency. And it's hard to have mm. an intimate relationship when you harbor secrecy. And if anybody's having intimate issues within their relationship, it's probably because you're harboring secrets and you all aren't able mm. to communicate openly and honestly. And so, you know, I would, I would own it. Um, I probably mm. would own it. He would probably already know because my behavior would change. Um, because I'm very childlike, and when I do something wrong, it's obvious. Like, you see it in my eyes, you peep it in my behavior, and the only thing that can free me is the truth. Yeah, I, 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 I would tell the truth. Well, um, as a, if I was in that position, and I will start by saying if it was me personally, I've never, I've never been with somebody and have cheated on them for no reason, should I say. And <laughs> I love them qualifiers. <laughs> for no reason. Meaning, and I'm not saying it's, I mean, I'm not trying to put myself out there like I'm right, but at the same time, I've never done something to somebody that I, that I felt that wasn't done to me. So, like, with the situation with Issa, I don't, I couldn't, I don't think I'd be in that position because I'm not tempted to, um, do anything like that to a good guy, right. to a guy that has been good to me, and I don't, you know, right. I, I just don't think that would be my temptation, you know. But um, just the way that it was portrayed on screen, it just seemed like one of those, you know, they was in the studio, they were drinking, then they got to reminiscing about old times, and before you know it, they Look, were like, they locked eyes. They locked eyes. <laughs> they were going at it in the studio. So if that happened, like if I found myself in that predicament, I've never been in that predicament before, but if I found myself in that predicament and I really did have a really good thing going with my relationship and I recognize it as a mistake and it's nothing that I'm trying to do, I don't even want to be this individual friend anymore, then if I was asked that question, I would say, no, I did not. Like I would, I would be dishonest. <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of my happy, for our happiness, because I don't understand how telling the truth is going to um, help us continue on a positive road. Like, even if we got to, you know, and it, it, it looks like maybe they might get back together. I don't know, because 
the the show the season ended with him <laughs> with him knocking this chick off that he that he had been turning down. A chick that had been throwing herself at him, she worked at the bank and she had clearly been coming on to him and he was a good dude, like, Hey, you know I got a girlfriend, right? You know, so it ended with him, you know, and her in the bed together. So But that's what good guys do. They turn down outside pool until there's a reason not to turn it down anymore. And generally it's because wifey, wife, girlfriend has gotten out of pocket and, you know, fooled around. And I think women also do that same thing. Um, you know, I've like I said earlier, I've never been tempted to even give another guy the time of day or, or to go but, you know, to a disrespectful link with anybody when I'm in a situation and it's all good, you know, but I think everybody needs to understand, too, that, you know, people are, people are attracted out here in these streets. And whether you're attractive or not, you know, a lot of grown people got people that they are turning down for the sake of their relationship on a regular basis. And that That's person right. might just be a telephone call away or inbox away or a, a knock right. on the, the door in, in the office away, you know, when you decide you want to admit to being foolish or doing something extra or when you just want to decide that you want to be disrespectful, you know. so And that's just kind of what Lawrence proved that, you know, hey, I've been a good guy in this relationship, but don't get it twisted. Who ain't, who ain't got no business? Right. <laughs> right. He right. called up old girl, and just like that, you know, it went down. So it was like, you don't want to risk. That happening because that's that hurt too when you found out somebody that got some some um, rebound action ASAP after you know you admitted to to doing the most you know that rebound action is is that can be detrimental as well. But that's what's on the table when you cheat. Like you yeah. no longer have that level of say so over the fidelity of the other person because you can't say, oh, well, I've been true too. You just hope that man is greater than you. You know what I'm saying? You hope he mm -hmm. is a better nigga than you are um, so that he doesn't partake in the same behavior. You know, and because, I mean, women be on the front line waiting. Yeah, you have people waiting, <laughs> man. People, it's really, really hard. Like, you know, it. It's, it's harder and it's easier. It's harder for some people to be faithful than others. But I think if you really have somebody that's loyal and somebody that's just being, you know, 100, like that is commendable because there's so many just easy ways to to be um, to be disloyal to a person and get away with it, you know. And if you really got somebody it. on the up and up like that, that's a big deal. You don't want to mess that up by admitting you had sex with somebody else <laughs> that you don't plan to have sex with again. Like, don't do that. And when she said that, when she admitted she did it, I was like, no. Like, you only admit that if you're faced with proof. Or if you're faced with, um, or, or if you are having, you know, uh, if you're battling, you know, who you want to be with, you know, then I see you admitting that. But, I mean, she really was shaking this guy and, and really not trying to go there with him again. I just didn't understand. It just seems like she took this good guy that she had and she kind of turned him savage real quick. And that's what happens. That's why you have to be made of sterner stuff, and fight those temptations. But kudos to you for your honesty, even in infidelity. 
<laughs> your honesty, to be dishonest about your infidelity. <laughs> Girl, keep, keep a good thing good. Keep a good thing good. <laughs> but they, you know, they, the word says the Lord will give you an opportunity, you know, to exit from that situation. Like you won't be tempted yeah. beyond what you can actually get up out of. It's just up to you to get up out that situation. And honestly, I can't, there's not anybody that would tempt me to want to be like, oh, let me get that thing one last try. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't have an ex. Like, I don't have an ex that I'm, I'm like, you know, just wanting to check back in on, you know. And, and the whole thing, too, I couldn't, I never could see myself. And I just don't get this. People that are in relationships and you got a whole side situation going on that's just, like, you just got an extra girlfriend or you just got an extra boyfriend. Like, my attention right. span and my patience is just not set up for that. Like, to juggle the, the two, like, I just couldn't do that. You know, I just, right. clearly you're going to have some good days with your significant other. Like, do you not just feel like the worst person in the world where ain't nothing going wrong in your relationship and you still got to entertain this side action? Like, that's just too much. It's just too much. That's I mean, uh, that's just too much. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do the both. Like, I, I can't, I couldn't keep that up. I, I'm real impatient, and I'm just, my attention span is is, su- is super short. Like, I just could not have two boyfriends that didn't know about each other. Like, y'all going to have to agree on this before I go to the news. Because if I got to try to keep it from one of y'all, then it's just not going to last very long. <laughs> like, keep everything out in the open and transparent, and, and that's a level of honesty that has to be respected. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you know, I, I'm seeing multiple people. You know, I care about you, but this ain't the time for me to come in the house. You're going to rock with it or not. And yeah, then that's where exactly. you give them the choice. It's when the choice has been taken away that it becomes problematic. If a man cheats and the woman becomes aware and she is committed to staying with him, you might catch your attitude for the next two years. Strong. It might take mm-hmm. her two years to come about that thing. Who wants that sentence? Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys from my from my experience just don't even have it up for, you know, paying for whatever it is that they did for two years. They want to say, I'm sorry, buy you something, take you somewhere, stay at home a, a couple consecutive weekends and think it's supposed to be all good. You know, it's like, no, nah, it, it takes a long time sometimes to get that bad taste out your mouth. It's crazy because people understand, people, people, want one-sided reciprocity. Like, they understand you, you know, reciprocating um, love in the sense of it being happy. And they, and if I buy you something and then you turn around and you buy me things and I do nice things for you, you do nice things for me. Like, people understand reciprocating things when it works that way. But when someone has wronged you, then they don't understand you reciprocating that. You know, it's like, ah, two wrongs don't make a right. That That's like... You know, that's a, the, the nigga that's the wronged you favorite saying, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Like, why is it that we can understand the, the concept of reciprocating when it comes down to being loving or when it comes down to sex or, or when it comes down to us doing things for one another that make us happy? But you get that. That makes all the sense in the world. You know, I do this for, for you, you do this for me. But when it comes down to me finding out that you wrong me in some kind of way, then you don't understand me reciprocating that. Like, it, it just works both ways. You know, 
What? I saw you, you speak publicly um, on the two young men that were arrested um, for the murder of Delana Powell. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I think just being fair and balanced um, that, you know, we have to address it. So, you know, is there anything that you wanted to offer um, on that situation? Um, just the backstory. We talked about um, the young lady that was murdered uh, a little over a month ago, and as it turns out, and as it was thought even then, it was random. She was on her way to work. It was like 4 a.m., and uh, two young guys, as it turns out, are, who were 16 and 18, were trying to rob her. They were just looking for somebody to rob, like just out at that time of morning looking for just being devilish, involved in devilish activity. And ultimately she ended up dying. Um, an anonymous tip led to the arrest of the two. It looked for a while like it was going to turn into a cold case, but as they say, somebody always knows something. And right. uh, they had them on the news. One was silent. The other was more talkative, the 16-year-old, who pretty much told, it seems like, everything that happened that night, whether it be true or not. Right. He was running his mouth to the media. And I was right. just so disturbed because, I mean, my kids are 14 and he's 16. You know, they could very well be in the same school or go to school together. And I, it's just heartbreaking. Like, I, I'm at the age now, we're at the age now where we're seeing people commit crimes that could be our children. You know, we were at a point where was, we were young and it was like our peers doing this dumb shit. And now we are looking at it from a parental, almost parental standpoint, that we're seeing people that could actually be our children. And when I see that, then I get, I start thinking, like, I look at the way I'm trying to rear my kids and the things that are just absolutely hell gnaws for us in our house, and I'm like, what is going on in these households? Like, right. why are, you know, these kids, and I'm, and I'm really honing in on the 16-year-old who should have been at home, who should have been in the bed getting ready for school the next morning because this was during the week. Why right. are you allowed to just live such a destructive life? Why are you allowed to be out at 4 a.m.? And I'm not, I don't know the, the, what was going on. I don't know if you got a mom. Maybe you got a mom who works overnight and you snuck out the house. I don't know. But, like, it just right. seems like more and more young kids or even at younger ages are doing uh, detrimental things that are just engaging in all type of really destructive behavior at such young ages, and I just think of a 16-year-old as somebody who should not, I don't know, who should just, like I said, be getting ready for school or trying to be fly for the girls or for the boys or right. getting ready to go to their little McDonald's job, you know, when they get out of school the next day. Why is the means for you to get money or to get property through taking in a way that results in somebody dying? Like, I just can't imagine, like, the most 16-year-olds was doing when I was in school that I knew at the most was stealing out the mall. You know what I mean? Right. Like, who thinks it's a good idea to rob somebody? Why are you not afraid to do something like that at 16? Right. Why are you not afraid that they could backfire and the person you try to rob could shoot you? Like, why you ain't scared? I want to know why you ain't scared. Why are you, why are you so brave at 16 years old that this shit is a good idea? Like, I just got too many questions for that. It's just so sad. They out they motherfucking mind. You out of your mind to even 
quote unquote bump heads with somebody that ain't even your ace and go out and commit the ultimate foolishness that alters your life for the rest of your life and ends someone else's life. Like if it angers me, um at first rest our peace, rest in peace, the lot of power. As it relates to the young men, that can shake up. What if he comes from a home where the mom is working over overnight, or the dad is working as well, and they just trying to provide for him? You know what I'm saying? And he out dust out because he wants, you know, the new the new Jays, or he wants some dollars so he can flash on Facebook or social media. He just doing the most by getting the least in return. You know what I'm saying? So you know, prayers for. Um, that family as well. But it's like, how are you so out your mind? And, you know, I was telling you, like, you can see the boy got a soul. He might, he ain't all that mentally, but he got a soul because that couldn't just sit on him. You know what I'm saying? He started talking to the media immediately. You know, it's like, I don't know who didn't read him, his Miranda rights, but that baby was, excuse me, that teenager was talking. Like, he had to get that up out of him. And, it's just it's just disheartening because we're seeing the effects of hopelessness. When you have nothing to look forward to for real, then you do dumb shit. When you can't see the next day, let alone the next week or the next year ahead of you, you do foolish shit. And that was so foolish. So foolish. It was it's it's disheartening to say the least. It's disheartening. I will tell you what I don't like. Kudos, first of all, that suspects were apprehended in the case. What I did like was the fact that these young people were paraded on the media. Um, they could have been apprehended, booked, you know, sent to their respective places without that. Because, and, and not to protect them in any, way, any type of way, but the black male narrative immobile and across this United States is so horrible in the news media, you almost want to call a truce with the news outlets. Like, yo, could you stop just putting them on the front page like that? Could you stop making them the headline? Is there any way to carry out the story without showing their images? You know what I'm saying? Without showing their person. Because what happens is people who don't know 16 and 18 year old black males intimately on a one-on-one -on -one basis and they think that that's who that group is. They may think they are 16 year olds that plot to rob and go out and commit random crimes all the time because they don't have those one-on-one -on -one relationships. Their only relationship is what's promoted in the media. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen because the media has a job and it's to definitely exploit situations and do things for ratings and for whatever other agenda that they have to make, as it seems, people of color look like the worst people in the world. It's really crazy the way that kids at such a young age have given up already. It's like, dude, you have, you're only 16. Like, you have so much more to do and live for, and you're going to And it, it gets right better. Now. It gets better. Like, Sex at 16 was pretty good. But sex as a grown-up? Like, you don't want to forfeit that opportunity to experience sex as an adult, to experience sex in marriage. 
Like, yeah. stay free long enough to get a good nut. That nut at 16 ain't even a good nut. <laughs> You don't even know. Just wait. Just keep like 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 my dad would say. Just keep living. Just keep just living. Keep living. The nuts get better. The money gets longer. You know, yes. you get a different thrill. The things that you know used to be fun, they evolve. You know, when you're young, you don't know anything beyond what you've already seen, and it just upsets people right. that serve as mentors to you to let you know that it's so much more out there that you have so much more to live for, and etc. And when you have a parent that's letting you live like you're a grown man at 15, 16 years old, then you're going to do stuff like that because you really feel right. grown. Like our, as our adults, our parents, we have got to put more in our kids and let them know because we've been there and we see we have the right. experience. Like we know it's more than what you have gone through in high school. Like we got to just do right. a better job of just talking to them and letting them know you can't let your 16-year-old live like a grown man, even if he is yeah. 6'2 and got facial hair and voice real deep. Like he's not an right. adult. Right. Put some hope in the baby so they can see further than their hands. That's I my agree. solution. Yo, it's your girl, E.T. Yo, it's the wind down. <laughs>